0: Yes, it's the Heart of a Fighter show Today's show we will talk about women in the gym, women in fitness The evolution of bodybuilding into today's lifters All that, maybe a little more on the show Yo, it is the Heart of a Fighter. I'm your coach. It's Johan again. Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, Last show we talked a tiny bit about women in the gym. And for me, one of the biggest uh, changes I've seen in fitness is just how many women not only are working out, but are taking the stage as the leaders in thought in fitness at the colloquial level. That is how many trainers there are coaching other trainees inside the gym. And it's been like this gigantic shift since I started, for me personally, in in like 2003. A lot of it back then was uh, women who were either former athletes and were like, you know, maybe they played, you know, the typical volleyball or softball. Or something, and decided not to take that onto the collegiate level. they became trainers and coaches to help other people and but most of the female trainers from when I started in two thousand and three were ex bodybuilders right and now it's 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 tie fighters it's ex soccer players, a lot of very athletic women play soccer <laughs> From a couple of, I've had two trainees in the last year that played Division One soccer. And these are two of the strongest female athletes I've ever been around that weren't fighters. And even if they were, you know, if they dabbled in fighting, they'd be able to hold their own. These particular two women who, they didn't know each other, right? And they were, um, one was in her 20s, the other one was in her 30s they not only had a ton of just just an injurious experience in college meaning they tore ligaments and herniated discs left and right but were beasts and i'm starting to finally understand how grueling soccer must be at the college level the Penultimate are the hardest sport. The most grinding, demanding, grueling sport for women. Traditionally. You know, to get involved in. Definitely, probably team-wise too. I don't know, say for softball or field hockey. Right? Because those are traditionally all female sports. What the difference is with soccer. But the soccer-playing women that I've trained. Tough. Very tough. Like... I mean, I played football for a for like 10 years. And the tenacity of football players in the gym, they want to show you how hard they can lift, how tough they are. And so the equivalent of that, I haven't been in, you know, where soccer players are, are lifting weights. Excuse me, where like a hockey hockey team might be lifting weights. But to know these two women and see how hard they lift... It's been really eye-opening, and man, they go through some shit in soccer. The lifting is intense. They do tons of RDLs, Romanian deadlifts, and it's about as high-level a lift or a sport in terms of strength and conditioning as it can get, I think. And I'm trying to think right now what would probably rival that, and I'm not sure. And if you read a lot of these strength books, they're always doing tests with, on the female side, soccer players, right? And so a lot of soccer players that are women, they'll tear up their, their knee ligaments. Because not only of the intense amount of RDLs and the cutting and slashing, and also having to do with the age of the women, depending on when they start lifting, if it's too young... When they started lifting and working out and running hard, they're more likely to tear their, I believe, you know, one of their knee ligaments versus if they start lifting later. But man, the stories I heard of these women lifting in the gym, doing just, you know, doing standards two times their body weight and deadlifts, which is what I, I established for standards for most of my athletic trainees. It's, it's. It's no fucking joke. Not to compare it with with men, but I'm comparing it with the only thing I have that's inimitable, which is football. It's probably close to the intensity. Um, and if you think about it, you really need to be strong as all hell if you're playing, if you're a woman playing soccer at the highest level, right? I mean, what above that? Soft. There's Olympic softball. But you probably aren't lifting weights as intensely. There's tennis. So you probably do have to get intense when you're strength and conditioning for for tennis and you're a woman. But other than that, the highest level of sports in our country is probably soccer for women. Basketball too, but you're not nearly lifting the weights that you need to. And then, of course, all Olympians are just marines in the gym anyways. But... Times, like all things, thank God, change. Where it was once commonplace for a woman to be great at swimming, for her to get ahead, for her to be a professional athlete, now, in concert with the de-emphasis of team sports, we see a lot of women becoming fighters. Fighters. Mixed martial artists, becoming coaches, becoming powerlifters, doing strong still called strongman somehow competitions, doing Olympic lifts. Do you guys watch the Olympics and watch the Vietnamese uh, Vietnamese women ninety eight pounds? Doing clean and jerks of, of three hundred pounds. I tried to say it in kilos, but I just sound like a dummy. Doing three hundred pounds overhead, I would crush all my vertebrae if I tried to lift anything over my head that was three hundred pounds. <laughs> if I deadlift that, I'm like how you I can't imagine getting that over my head without intent years of practice. It's doable, but these are now avenues where women can achieve things, right? I mean, if you take a look at Serena Williams, she's built like an athlete. She's built tough as nails. And these now become archetypes where young girls can move forward and start to emulate, at least in their professional minds, and use as an avenue to get ahead in athleticism. And it's amazing. And along those lines, CrossFit, you see a lot of women becoming certified and becoming coaches. And a lot of the gyms that I go to, the women are the ones running the whole department. They're the fitness managers. They're the ones running the, the, the group fitness areas. They're doing... Your dance fits, your Zumbas, your U-jams. Spinning has traditionally been run by women in terms of the instructors. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's like half, but now you'll see studios that are dedicated to spinning that are just women. Most yoga instructors and Pilates instructors, while not strength training, are women. You go to the gym right now. You're gonna see women surrounding the power racks, surrounding the bench presses more than ever. Go on Instagram and you'll see a lot of women doing as much weight as just active their active male counterparts might be doing too. And so as a as a male trainer, I've I've seen and appreciated this kind of paradigm shift and seen it as something very Positive in the minds of everyone That we're finally Being able to get open and honest About our fitness One of the major Major, major, major shifts In fitness in the last Five years Is the De-emphasis Or the the um, Just de-emphasis of Female bodybuilding Okay, you go back to Pumping Iron Two, when it was just the women and they're working out. They set the the new normal for for female bodybuilding, and I'm not sure when female bodybuilding became probably in the '80s became uh, real big. Like the female, when was Miss Miss Olympia? I'm gonna guess. It was in the 80s. But then after that, you saw a lot of TV shows on ESPN when I was a little kid that were geared mostly towards women getting into shape. And you saw a lot of lean women working out really hard. And then they set the high watermark for for fitness and femininity, right? I mean, you could say Jane Fonda or something, but as far as actually getting into muscular shape and being a force in the weight room, You know, I mean you're talking about like body shapers on ESPN or like the lovely like Karina Tom or something. Well it you had at that time female bodybuilders. Over time bodybuilding on par became a sport of grandiosity, of personality, of intensity, of sheer mass and volume, the iron they threw around, the food bodybuilders ate, the number of humans they had sitting on the leg press machine while they cranked them out, it became big and without I guess cliche everyone remembers that it was Dorian Yates who was the first male bodybuilder to walk around at three hundred pounds and then get down, you know, to compete as a heavyweight and he became the first, you know, benchmark of, of just unadulterated, unprejudiced hugeness being now the standard for championship bodybuilding. And oh how ugly was that when this guy was so big But he was just big, right? There was no aesthetics to him. No beauty, you know. The guy still looked good. But that became the norm. And then if you go, you know, Jake Cutler's this giant man. He looks like a refrigerator. Looks like a fucking Buick. Well, in the time that that happened and the men are getting real huge, so are the women. The women are getting bigger and bigger. And their voices deeper. Their jaws sharper. More angular. Their boobs. More non-existent. But the empowerment through the roof. We couldn't have that, could we? It's way too much for us to look at a woman who's doing something she enjoys. Doing something that is at the highest level. On p- Maybe they didn't make the same amount of money. For winning a first place as a man would. But look at our society. Try to explain away. An empowered woman. Doing something she loves. And say. She looks like a fucking dude. Where's her penis? She looks terrible. And we just couldn't have that. Not for very long. Right? It was too uncomfortable. Where where are her boobs? Where are her titties? She isn't... They're gone. Where... Why... Why the voice? She wears lipstick, but there's barely... You know... All the disgusting things that we passed on to women... Because they were doing something not only that they enjoyed... But they were doing something that men got recognition for. Without delving into... The idea of a gender role and a double standard. It is kind of disgusting. We're so quick to look at people doing something they love and say you just don't look good enough to do it. Like, If you were a doctor, but you were a female doctor. Are you like an ugly brain surgeon and people fucking hate you for it? I don't want you touching my aneurysm. You ugly bitch. Right? That's essentially... Without the... Necessary life saving saving surgery aspect... That we told these... Dedicated and dutiful women... Back in the day. Many of whom came off as very sweet... Nice people. They were training male bodybuilders. They were on camera... Arguing for... Compassion and empathy... They were talking about how people pointing at them like they were Andre the Giant. They came off as very empathetic, kind, compassionate people, and we just mocked the shit out of them, right? Um, at large, and we didn't want to see them. One of my mentors in this in this game, in this fitness thing, was a lady. Named Fatima. And she was, I believe, from, I don't know, somewhere in Southern uh, America, South America. And I met her when I started. And she gave me some amazing advice that I still think about to this day. She would talk about her son, who was having some trouble at the time. Glowingly, she was full of energy and every woman in the gym who wanted muscle, looked like Fatima. She was huge. Her arms were as big as my 23-year-old thighs were. And a, a, a sweet, sweet woman with a thick accent. She would show me pictures of her son. She would tell me to keep trying and working hard. And it takes years to build a client base. And she pulls out one day a picture of her standing on the side of, a, of some hill in her native home of her and Nasser El-Sonbadi. And I, j- I looked at her and I'm like, that's Nasser. You know Nasser? And he'll be the guy that's like balding and has glasses in every 90s bodybuilding magazine that you've ever seen. I mean, he's competed for Olympia multiple times. And she knew him; They were buddies. And I'm looking at her like, wow, you're pretty, you're a big deal. And she could not be sweeter. Of course, the stigma. The stigma will follow all bodybuilders all the time. And most of them will admit that they do use steroids at the very least. Combine this with an ire towards women looking aesthetically ugly, and you have a perfect recipe for the de-emphasis of female bodybuilding. In its wake today, we have multiple categories with which all manner of physically beautiful and unbeautiful women can fit into in order to compete in bodybuilding physique and figure in bikini you can go pro you can stay amateur you should be clean you can compete and a lot of women today compete in these categories namely in the bikini category bikini women are typically lean long they have I um there they're there literally are standards and the judging is based on those standards, right? It's kinda like ring control, effective punches, significant strikes. It's like separation of your quads need to be X versus physique, which they need to be X and Y. Bikini women generally look amazing in a two piece. They're they're um Uh, usually augmented and other than looking at the rule book I have no idea how I would break it down they don't need to have a six pack or a four pack they usually have a nice arms, legs and pretty much that's it the figure women have that plus a nice uh, more defined legs arms and upper back The physique women are the closest to female bodybuilding, but there's a complete de-emphasis on the size that these women are competing in. Essentially, every woman that ever wanted to be a bodybuilder can no longer do it. And so I can imagine what happened to a 170-pound woman who's just 5'10 and just tons of muscle now that her category has been eliminated like does she just not work out anymore? Does she just try and get really scared? like it's it's a strange happening, but of course that's only a small percentage so who gives a shit, right? I feel like the powers that be might think this way. But going back to the figure, excuse me, to the physique women, they are the most muscular of the three. They're required to have more aesthetically like a six pack and et cetera, et cetera. Most of your IG models fall under that bikini category. Some are probably in the physique, in the um, the figure category or the bikini category. This avenue is also opened up to women, and as a result, you'll see a lot of women doing a lot of newly designed reinvented exercises in the gym the smith machine hip th- hip thrust bridges the the band over both legs step up from the bosu etc if you have no idea what i just said it's because you don't spend enough time in a gym to to learn the names of of fitness ephemera and that's okay (laughs) that really is okay point is people invent exercises to help sharpen up certain parts of their body so they can get stronger and look more lean they spot train a lot of it right and then um, so with this new audience you have new thought leaders new influencers those have all been women and that's also a very good thing MMA, becoming popular, very good thing for women, because now you have a sport that everybody wants to compete in, um, a percentage of which has to be women. It can be women in jujitsu, women in wrestling, women in boxing, women in Muay Thai, women doing kickboxing, or... All of the above in MMA. And they can practice. They can practice with the men. They can practice with other women. There are gyms that are just other women. It's amazing. Along those lines, other than me just sitting here saying how amazing I think it's been, I do want to highlight some differences that I think a lot of women should look for when they go to the gym Including some of what my friends have told me before they head to the gym. I had a friend who at the time was feeling like she was kind of overweight, right? She didn't want to go into the gym. She was scared that people were going to look at her because she was overweight as if they knew she was skinnier at one point in her life. She says, I'm getting anxious. I don't want to go in. At the risk of sounding like I'm mansplaining everything, women especially. People are going to stare. Will you find the lascivious guy with the heavy beard and the headband wearing (laughs) sweatpants in the gym? Sweating profusely despite doing three reps of every machine you've been hovering. Hovering nearby the ones you've been on. Probably not. But I do remember a one-off article I read about the advent of modern gyms. And this was an article written in the 60s. It, as I paraphrase, said that the modern gymnasium has become a theater of sport and voyeurism. Hence all the mirrors. So women people are going to stare when you work out should they be staring a lot if they stare too hard well i mean anybody if i'm if a woman's staring at me and my package as i'm doing kettlebell swings i'll get uncomfortable to be real but if you find someone staring too much i mean that's just fucking weird anyway but the gym is kind of the place it's kind of built so that you can stare at yourself and other people around you that's the truth and so having this feeling of anxiety um, aesthetic anxiety that you don't look good enough to be there is self-defeating remember the only people who look like they don't belong there end up on gym fuckery on Instagram They end up doing the most pig-headed exercises because they're too obtuse to ask for help. They end up wanting to show out instead of showing up and doing things the right way. Asking for advice. Asking the most long-toothed trainer for help. Asking for ideas or having a game plan. The biggest fool... The biggest mark in the gym is that person who doesn't know what they're doing and refuses to ask. Remember, everybody in there was a rookie at one point. And just because you haven't been there in a while, no one knows that you used to be an avid expert or an athlete. So ask for a little help. Ask for another woman if you feel comfortable because, of course, we'll just think you're trying to get our phone number we we'll just we'll think you're trying to slide into to DMs or whatever. But instead, ask someone that you know knows something about what's happening, an expert, and find out what you can do to get better. Number 2. I always hear about couples not just working out, but eating together, and there couldn't be a more just, just masochistic exercise. An empty masochist female engages in in the competitive art of my man ate this last night, and all week has been drinking beer, and he lost two pounds. You masochist, stop. Enough with comparing your results to your husband or boyfriend's or best friend's who's a guy. If you both go out and decide to have, uh, let's say, a couple margaritas, one of those swirly ones with all the sugar in it, and you know it's 400 pounds, 400 calories, right? Right? Well, he, your, your man, your homie, your side, whatever. He might, own, he might need 400 calories more than you just on the size of his shoulders and his height compared to you. Unless you guys are the same height and weight. And then if you ask science, there's probably still a disposition towards women or men to burn more or less fat. What the fuck ever it's negligible. But if he's 6 one and you're 57, or let's do standards, if he's 510 and you're 55, he's gonna need more calories just to just breathing, standing there, mouth breathing all over your hair. So you don't need to finish the same amount of margaritas he does. Then you can stop comparing yourself to him and why he's losing weight and he's drinking the same. If you guys go out and you get a plate of... You guys get some biryani rice. And some... With some lentils. And you both finish it. You just ate 450 calories. He just ate 450 calories. Guess how many calories he needs to exist. And not lose any weight. More than you. 450. You, you just gained an eighth of a pound. He didn't. So women, one of the things you can do is stop trying to keep up with the man in your life, your paramour, your husband, your boyfriend, your side piece, whomever it is. Instead of trying to keep up with what they're eating and how many calories they're burning in the gym, take a second. And kind of separate. That part. Because while you might want to do a lot of things together. This one. You can kick back on. And. I Working out together. Okay. This is the other thing. Working out together. Can be a beautiful. Rondo. Of sexual. Carnal pleasure. Pheromones. Splitting. The atoms of oxygen and carbon dioxide you guys are hefting onto each other a passionate salvo of of spotting approval and motivation or it can be a codependent shit show between you and your ball and chain. it's probably gonna be somewhere in the middle when you and your your boyfriend or whomever is working out together realize this a lot of my female trainees get lectured by their boyfriends or husbands or get trained by them and oftentimes the guy doing the training or the talking all the time doesn't know what the fuck he's doing himself. Maybe not so much that he's some kind of inglorious asshole, but maybe he's just not a coach. Maybe because he spends most of his day delivering packages door to door, he didn't spend the same amount of time learning to be a trainer or a coach. I think that's forgivable. And so you'll forgive him for being maybe not the best motivator in the gym when he's especially thinking about his workout. There's levels to this training shit. And if you haven't gone through the front door, you don't know exactly what the cues are to to help someone get a good workout. And so if you're a woman and you can't stand to be around your boyfriend, husband, side piece, when you're working out, mm, I can say it's probably the worst thing you can do is keep working out with them over time. You might want to say, nah... I'm probably just going to do my shit at home today and you might save yourself a fight or two Right It's important to remember Not everything is, is shared Especially when you're working on your own body So In those moments You can do two things One you can run Two you can be fair Be fair Swallow your pride and you guys can learn to share the gym together. Maybe you guys can spot each other. Maybe you can motivate and tell them, "Hey, I want you to do 10 reps of the of the front lunges or the front squats next time. How much weight should did you get to? Make it all about him and his set. That will make him worry about you and your set when you're doing it rather than lecturing you about why you need to pinch your shoulder blades together when you do your flies or something inane. It's common practice, apparently, according to some of my trainees that guys will oftentimes try to lecture about the nature of eating and nutrition, uh, fitness uh, to, to their significant others, their paramours. Their wives. Their side piece. Their home girls. Let's try to avoid that. You know. And stay positive. One of the ways you can stay positive. Is by focusing in. On how many sets and reps you are doing. In your workout. One of the other things. For women. When you guys go to the gym. Understand. too That. Male trainers, we want to help. We're not there to weigh you, to piss you off. The scale can be a point of contention a lot of times when you have a male trainer or one of your friends is weighing you in. I've had it from all angles. I've had friends get mad at me for weighing them and saying, hey, there's maybe things we can do. I've had trainees get upset when I attempt to weigh them even though we planned ahead. I get the dagger stare. And you know what? I can take it. I can take it. But I do want to just say, if women, you guys are apprehensive about going onto the scale, don't be. Don't be, because it's immeasurable. And I'm not trying to say that it's some kind of emotional, robotic deal. You get on the scale. We're just trying to see where you're at. A lot of it could be a reminder that you had a crappy week and you don't have full control of your life currently. And that's really frustrating, no matter if you're man, woman, child, what, well, man or woman, right? But I do want to say the scale, it has to be done sometimes. And in those times, we're looking to kind of build, we're looking to build a habit that's going to get, You to where you need to be. And part of any good coach is going to tell you, ladies, women, that when you get on the scale, you're not just looking for the number, but we're looking to rehash what you ate over the last couple of days. The only way to change is to go through and look at a recall and figure out what was the sticking point. What was the reason that you gained? How did you lose? Nothing changed. How did we keep it there and what we can do to improve? That's what we need. And sometimes we will go over all the food you eat and we'll talk more about it. We have to do it. It's part of coaching for trainers. Once we get into the reasons that you eat, know that a good trainer in that specific moment, your coach is going to listen To the things that you tell In confidentiality About the reasons you You overate if you gained weight And they're going to praise you if you lost weight So just know that No one's there to make you feel like You fucked up for the entire week And you should fuck off your workout Know that there is a But also know that guys Odd to know and we don't That there is a massive disproportionate expectation among women and the standards and their standards for what we call beauty or the high watermark of beauty. To be beautiful, you should be X, Y, and Z. And the same just doesn't, the same doesn't exist for us, right, women? The same doesn't exist for guys. It's not like guys have to worry about having a six pack right no we don't we can in fact have a fucking a keg we can have like an outie belly button with hair that runs down to our crotch from that bang- belly button that goes up past our we can have all that and still be considered a gentleman whereas a woman can't even have like any hair on her on her stomach at all let's talk about the face too right you have if you have a guy that has chubby cheeks mm, that's fine he's probably funny <laughs> right or he's probably jolly but if a woman if a woman has chubby cheeks because she's gained a little weight not so appealing uh to this to a non-existent or semi-existent standard of beauty we have no no experience and nothing to compare it to. And so we're completely, completely got our heads up our ass about about the nature of beauty. And what a few pounds could mean. It's important that, I don't know, that you guys just know that maybe. If you're a woman and you're listening to this. That most guys will have no clue. About the standards of beauty. And so a few pounds. If it's up. If it's down. If it's too skinny. Too lightweight. We really don't have much to compare it to in our own lives. And since we don't consume uh, female oriented media. We really, really are about as dumb as it can get in those respects. And by dumb I mean ignorant. And by ignorant I just unaware. And I'm not asking asking for a pass. Maybe just know that if you're listening to this. So one, go into the gym, feel like you are going to ask for help or learn a little something about your body. Know that people just stare because that's what you do at the gym. Avoid the creepers, right? Staring a little too hard. Two, find a little space between you, your man, when you're working out and talking about fitness and three, the scales aren't meant to kick you in where the sun don't shine and make you feel like you failed in your attempt to get more in shape. I must say that I learned a lot of lessons from a lot of sh- powerful women in fitness and I'm really thankful Because there are men in this industry who can get by on being strong as hell. Having a lot of brawn for notching the most, you know, having the most notches in their belt. Or lifting the most weight, fighting the hardest fights. It's women who oftentimes are the hardest workers. Who are the most prolific grinders. Who show up day in and day out. Who overcome everyday challenges. Instead of the extreme challenges. Which in my opinion is a lot harder to do. When there's no practice. When spontaneity matters. When everything's on the on, the, and When your future is kind of on the line. Being able to wake up every day. Take in a challenge. And help altruistically other people out is really a blessing in disguise. Some of those things for me getting into this industry were taught to me by women. By very powerful, powerful people who happen to be powerful women. And while my first role models, I guess, or people I looked up to were guys... To get into fitness and training. And most of the media I read today. Is, is done by men. We really need to. I would love it if a woman would write some. Some good fitness articles. Maybe even a fitness book or a strength book. I really feel like there's a market for that. Those have mostly been men. But I will always. Always remember the indelible. Strength of female trainers. Who taught me a lot about this industry the true the true nature of fitness which is giving not that there is a guy who isn't giving or couldn't have taught me the same but the true nature of this business is for all trainers is is in motivating to be a teacher and i've learned a lot of that from women um while we wrap up here, I'm trying to think of things in the gym that I know that a lot of women like to do. I will say this. I've noticed a lot of women in the gym who will spend a disproportionate amount of time. <laughs> here we go. Doing. Uh, working on the pulleys. I've seen a lot of women do. Um, like I said, those bridges with the with the Smith machine. I mean, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep inventing new means of exercise. That's good stuff. Remember to hit your entire body. Maybe even going back to number four, I will add this. Heavy weights. I have unbelievably, unfathomably, I've heard women still coming up saying, hey... I don't want to lift weight. I Not so much lately, but there have been times where I've had a trainee and they've told me that one trainer has suggested, hey, don't lift weights too heavy. You'll get bulky, which is true. But it has the undesired effect of causing a fear in these women where picking up any manner of dumbbell is akin to doing a few ounces of dumbbells fucking DECA or some steroid. Don't be afraid of getting bulky. The fact that bodybuilders are huge that have tons of muscle and 6% body fat is a testament to a lifelong work ethic and a scrutiny of anatomy which haunts in a positive way the dreams of these Aesthetic-minded bodybuilders. They live and die to look as clean and as ripped as they can. To have as little fat underneath their skin as possible. And it takes them years to achieve that desired effect. The idea that we can lift, do a heavy bench press on Wednesday, every Wednesday for the next year. And put on 10 pounds of disgusting muscle is So inane and stupid. Don't be afraid of the weights. In fact. Embrace them. Forget that these things stave off. Bone diseases that affect. Us later in life. And forget the fact. Don't withstand the fact too. That lifting weights. Can probably help. With all sorts of mood disorders. And help us feel better. Lift weights because. It strengthens every part of your body and your heart too. So any woman that desires to only lift pink neoprene. In lieu of of heavy dumbbells and heavy kettlebells. I think it's a dying breed. But um, I'll be happy when that excuse is completely eradicated. And gone for fucking ever. Because it's just not true. So I'll close with um, a reminder of... Of where we came in fitness and how much bodybuilding impacted it. And know that a lot of bodybuilding donated in some fashion the foundation for modern day fitness and workouts, especially in weightlifting. So the next time you see a very muscular, manly looking bodybuilder female, you might want to at least have a little appreciation um, because she probably helped blaze at least part of a trail that includes all fitness and actually a lot of our modern, modern diets. And that's just the truth. See you guys next week. That's it for this show. Email me questions. Email me comments, johan at com. I'll get back to you. I'd like for more people to participate, so hopefully that will happen soon. It was fantastic talking to you guys. We'll do it again next week.